0: Hi there, everybody, and thank you for joining us once again for another episode of the I'll Try That podcast. Uh, I hope our voices are familiar to you now. If not, go back listen to some old episodes. Um, it's, it's me, it's Matt, uh, here with uh, Joe for this episode. Um, our pursuit of hoppiness today, um, we're focusing in, uh, I suppose in a figurative sense, on the Small Beer Co. Um, a really interesting idea with lower percentage beers. um, These guys have obviously got a bit of an interest in in slightly changing the shape of uh, beer culture in in the UK, but we'll get into that in uh, a little bit more detail uh, in due course. Uh, But first, I'm going to pass over to Joe for some news that I I suppose everyone involved in, uh, everyone who's got a bit of a passing interest in in beer at the moment has probably heard. Um, But uh, yeah, Joe, what's been going on recently that a lot of people have been talking
1: about? Well, we're talking about the big, the big blue. We're talking about Big Bud Light, and the fact that their recent news is that they have they are no longer the second largest purchased beer in the US, which is huge news because they have held that space outside of their other Budweiser, you know, mm-hmm. beer. Um, now the Bud Light version has been number two for so long, and they have plummeted down the the the, the twenty the, twenty
0: the, two years or something like that. Yeah, I think they were in, crazy, yeah, in, in that spot
1: you think of like you know the best best selling beers in the us and you always think to go to bud light right don't you you always yeah. think of bud light as synonymous with the us beer um and things but th- the reasons of why they've plummeted i think is quite interesting um so it's it's to do with uh, basically some what it boils down to is some seriously bad marketing decisions. Let's put it that way. Um And, and I, I think there's been one that's very recent. that's kind of been a catalyst, but you know, I I, I was talking to you off air about it. I think that, you know, I know Bud Light have been losing sales, you know, year on year, you know, for a long time, they've been on a bit of a downward trend, mm-hmm. but the recent decisions that they've been making has really kind of like ex, like exponentially made that like free fall basically.
0: Yeah. And particularly this latest bit of news, I suppose is, is them sort of, stepping into an arena that is particularly in the u.s pretty divisive uh, i think it's probably fair to say
1: well that's it and i guess before we kind of get into like the meat of what they've actually done i, I just kind of throw it out bubs what do you think of when you think of bud light who who is a bud light drinker
0: so <laughs> i feel like i might be playing into your hands a little bit this is the normal <laughs> yeah. i don't know the i can the word i want to use is like americana um, yeah, okay. a little bit of um, you know someone who really identifies with. I, I it, it's always struck me as a, a very American beer, you yeah. know the patriot. The yeah. it's like I don't know a lot of TVs in, TV and film in in the US. I would sort of imagine these very American characters drinking Bud Light. It's the, the yeah. American beer. I don't know. I I, <laughs> I, I think I'm going to get this wrong now, but actually I have. I don't even think it was this beer, but I have an image of Stone Cold Steve Austin <laughs> smashing two cans of. Yeah. Over his head and like you know, um, and the ring and like pouring him build down himself. But that yeah. kind of, shall we say, maybe politically a little bit right leaning, um, okay. little okay. bit, little bit, um, a sort of a, a proud flag wearing American, I suppose. Yes, is, is I maybe think. What I, yeah. uh, I think you're right. Would think of as a Bud, Bud Light drinker.
1: I've always thought of personally. I've always thought of Bud Light being so synonymous with sport, especially in the states. Like it just goes hand yeah. in hand. It's like you know they, they've really targeted sports heavy, Have you a know, bud, for the Bud game, Light. I think was that's exactly <laughs> yeah. it. And I think the whole point of the Bud Light is that it's kind of lower ABV than the normal Budweiser, lower calories. Mm. It was that you could drink them over a period of time. And you know, as that's we know, should, yeah. all American sports can't take long. You know, doesn't take thirty minutes. It all takes like four or five hours that's to get true. it done. You know, yeah. Yeah. so should, it's
0: really they should like cricket. Should shouldn't
1: they i I think they have their version which is baseball but anyway it's um anyway so so i think with that in mind you know yours you know know, who they who we think they are um targeting for their beers i think bud light had a different view recently um basically what they've done is that they've gone to go and work with uh, an up-and-coming influencer who you know let's face it is is kind of an influencer in like a small segment of 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 the populace of maybe of of people who even might even consume the Bud Light drink but Mm -hmm. because they went and were and did like a small uh you know and it was like in all intents and purposes it was a small collaboration where they created like bespoke cans just for this influencer not to be sold to the public but just for this influencer to have for for, I've no idea why they would even do that what the what the kind of the the optics of of doing that is but um basically the the consumer base of Bud Light got hold of that Mm -hmm. um and has then decided to boycott Bud Light, because they no longer feel like Bud Light is speaking to them, as and and they are protesting basically against the company.
0: So yeah, to expose my like not knowing the names of famous people on the internet, I was talking to a friend about this story. I believe the name was Dylan Mulvaney, I think. And I said I was talking to some friends who are not interested in beer in the slightest, and uh, we're just talking about things that were in the news. And I said, I know you guys aren't as into beer as me. But have you heard this thing about Bud Light? It's kind of an interesting story. And they went, "Oh my god, what would Dylan Mulvaney?" <laughs> ah, okay, so oh, they that's knew. The oh, the okay. So, well, um, they knew them. Yeah, yeah in, interesting take on it. But uh, yeah, they've. Um, I, I I wondered if it was that they were kind of going after a new, um, a, a sort of a new target mm. audience, I, I suppose. But um, yeah, I think the traditional Bud Light drinkers uh, felt like it was a step away from the identity they associate with the beer right so um yeah it didn't go very down, down very well with, with kid rock i think it was yeah the, he um, was one
1: of the first like right right leaning influences of, of the, you know those generation i suppose that yeah. um you know was kind of jumped on board with it did this video of him like shooting bud like cans yeah i think because it, it's america they have guns apparently <laughs> all does, over
0: it does, <laughs> yeah it's um that is that's one that you wouldn't think would get that much traction uh, on this side of the Atlantic, but uh, over there, that's, yeah, that's that's like a powerful statement, isn't it? I think so that's it. The Brits would be like, "What? What? what, are you do? what are you doing? Where did you get a gun?"
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah that'll be more the question yeah. uh, exactly um i think if i'm honest i think it's them you know trying to appeal to everyone to show that they're that they're progressive they're tapping into the zeitgeist which is what's mm. the common trends right now mm. but i think if i'm honest they've just completely overshot their you know hand of who their actual base is and who who are their majority of their sales because let's face it, with this protest and the fact that they've gone from being the number two sold beer in America for after 22 years to then suddenly dropping massively out of those numbers, you kind of know who your consumer base is. So, you know.
0: Yeah, and it was taken because, so, I, I think it was the, sorry, that you were sort of alluding to this before, but then also kind of one may thing, you make a bad situation worse, that they yeah. had this interaction with, um, uh, with Dylan Mulvaney, and then they kind of like backtracked on it. Yeah, uh, and yeah. I understand, you know. So, um, big fans of of uh, Dylan Mulvaney and then the LGBT um, sort of uh, groups. Also, or or, or uh, I think bars as well actually were not just uh, not buying Bud Light, but actually some places were were uh, boycotting uh, AB and Bev products altogether. I, th- I think yeah. weren't they? So, I mean, AB and yeah. Bev is probably they're probably protected by that. Um, the distance from they've got the Bud Light label, but obviously they've got all the others as well. But, yeah. um, would you know what kind of surprised me? with segue. Um, I, you, if Drabber's was you, you'll know that sounds like a bit unfair to Drabbers he wouldn't, he wouldn't know, but I was surprised. <laughs> you'll know who overtook Bud Light, I imagine. As, oh, as no, as no do tell me. Well. I,
1: so, I was t- half thinking it might be Yingling, which is a very American beer. So, um,
0: yeah, I didn't, I don't know who I thought it would be. Okay. But when I found out who it was, I was like, oh, that's interesting. It's not Yingling, it's Modello. Ah oh, okay. So okay, I, was, great. I so they've always been, you know, pretty high up uh in, in their uh, in consumption in, in the US. But um yeah, they're now number one. And yeah. you know, in in some ways change is, you know, always a good thing, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I absolutely, I think, I mean, it's good. I mean, Modelo needs his time in the sun. It's such a great beer. Mm. Um, it's fabulous, but I was going back to, cause I was, uh, this was obviously like, you know, this is a very recent, you know, this just happened and this, you know, create this huge hubbub about it and stuff, but i this is not like kind of, you know, I wanted to find out like what what other people have been doing with the brand. Because for my, my opinion, it, you know, the brand of Bud Light has been in decline as well as sales for a long time. Yeah. But I feel like the reputation of it and what people think the value of Bud Light and why you would drink a Bud Light has always been a bit like, you know, in, in the gutter. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I was reading a really interesting article by uh, Robert Lackey who is the marketing genius behind, you know, the Waza you know, oh, promos really? of the 1990s. <laughs> he did the Talking Frogs, you know, commercials oh, that you remember that oh, debuted at the w- Super Bowl. Oh, you know, yeah, okay, That's okay. it. So, you know, the, all the kind of the real famous Budweiser ads that you can think of. And this is not just Bud Light. this is Budweiser adverts. Mm-hmm. You know, this is Robert Lackey, basically, who's created this. And he weighed in on this whole topic and he basically just, To summarise his very interesting points that he made, I would definitely look up uh, Robert Lackey's take on this. But basically, he just says the brand is, you know, as a brand, they've been devaluing and and undermining everything that they did through the late, you know, the late nineties through the two thousands to build the brand equity to create this this superpower of Budweiser. They've been the marketing teams, you know, for two decades now have been undermining that and have been really ruining the brand. In his opinion, so you know, this is again like. An example of the latest thing that they've done. Again, you know, to show that Bud uh, AB and Bev are taking it seriously. A lot of marketing executives on the Budweiser side have been fired. You know, <laughs> since this whole <laughs> stuff has happened, oh, um, shouldn't laugh. But <laughs> 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 it
0: was funny though because I think I, I also dropped you that message off, offline with the the bit that really made me laugh. I read a couple of different outlets' article on this, and there was the line in the Independent. I can't remember the journalist's name, <laughs> just that the all their source had said. The case of A, B, and Bev uh, in this instance is a textbook case of what not to do. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. There's no sort of two ways about it kind of thing. I,
1: I think you're right. If you're going to be studying marketing or, or beer marketing or even not just marketing in general in the future, this is probably going to be written down in a textbook as a yeah. case study of like this is what yeah. you know a poor example. Um we we've 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 thumbed through many a, a marketing and business textbook, haven't we met and read through these <laughs> a, a case examples? But there's uh, it's amazing to actually live one, you know, you're yeah. seeing one in real unfolded before your eyes, basically.
0: Yeah. If fans, when we were flicking through those, we always had them like inside the cover of a porn magazine. So it looked like we were reading something normal, <laughs> just to hide the shame of what we were something reading. Something less embarrassing yeah, than reading yeah, the actual yeah, textbooks. Good, good <laughs> housekeeping was sometimes a cover that we read. We <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, good. Well, I think we've, I think we've covered that. Um, yeah, obviously, everyone, a, a lot of people um, who listen will, will be aware of this story. Yeah, big, big news anyway. So uh, I sort of felt we hadn't had, had to have a bit of a coverage of that, but um, we. Done that now. Um, so we will move on to our from our hot topic to our pursuit of hoppiness. Uh, as mm. I mentioned earlier, so we're uh, we're travelling down to this is a London based brewery. I think yeah. London's first B Corp brewery. Yes, and are I love that now. fact of
1: theirs. Yeah, love um,
0: that. And this is the small beer uh, uh, co. Yes, yeah, small. The, small the, beer. the
1: original small beer
0: and small cover. beer. Okay. So mm. they have adopted it as their name. Uh, but it yep. was um, just a type of beer before, right? This is something that was under two point eight percent, and the idea was—I mean, it's kind of like what, what I wanted to describe when I was sort of first looking at this was kind of an uber sessional, uh, sessionable beer. Um, yeah. But uh, Joe, you—you you, because you spent a bit more time, uh, particularly of late, in in London than I have. But they're—they're—they're they're, they're sort of uh, making waves in London a bit already, aren't they? And now, now I think we've been able to source them from from supermarket.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is, you know, this, a small beer, you know, any kind of, uh, you know, most people might have come up against this, uh, or, or understand kind of the phrasing about that it might mean an under 2.8%. And for, 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 Generations, a small beer, especially in the UK, um, has been like a staple for, you know, pubs and, you know, con- communities almost. It's like, you know, you sit around, you drink your small beer, you know, and then you, you know, and so basically what they, these guys are doing is that they, um, and, and James Grundy is one of these, guys, is one of the co-founders of the small beer Bruco. Um, he's basically saying that they're taking this, this, this concept of a under 2.8%, you know, it follows on this low ABV trend that we've been seeing over the last 10 years come back into fashion um mm-hmm. in in beers but they're basically taking this con- old established well-known concept but putting it into a modern phrasing so that the, what they were basically saying is that they were you know finishing work might have been like a monday but felt like they needed to go to the pub to deserve you know you've earned a beer after hard day work but they didn't want to you know kind of go and consume you know three or two even you know two pints of a you know 6.8 you know whatever you know and actually they were finding that all the lower alcohol options were weren't of such a good quality that they wanted it so they saw a gap in the market it then linked back to an age-old tradition you know of this slow small beer and so hey presto here is the small beer company but I was thinking about I, I was I was actually reading more into these guys and I was really enjoying how they've done their own like kind of modern twists on things and and you mentioned about the B Corp and I wondered if you had a bit more detail about what why they were kind of like
0: the B yeah, Corp. Yeah, so I, well, I just knew that they were brewing with real sustainability in in mind and actually I think um, not necessarily because of that but for other reasons people have said well actually they viewing that it's a, a lower alcohol uh, beer. Um, a lot of people go and expect that as a result that they kind of compromise on on the, um, you know, the, uh, the quality and the, uh, I suppose, the quantity of, of, you know, um, the ingredients that that they put in, but, but not a bit of it. So um, through sort of um, bespoke and um, uh, more effective brewing um, techniques, they've saved something like 6.5 million litres of water um, that would normally be wasted through, through their sort of brewing, brewing methods. So, um sounds obvious that's quite a lot yeah <laughs> um but yeah so they are very sustainably minded uh brewers as, as, as well
1: um well i was i was loving this statement that they, they said that you know that the the industry standard for brewing a pint of beer is to use eight to ten pints of water to make one pint of beer and mm-hmm. that was what i saw and they use one point uh like one and a half pints yeah. For that. So they use an 80% reduction in water on every single pint of beer that they produce, which I think is astronomical. You know, I mean, they're obviously one company um, doing their bit to kind of help preserve water. But again, you know, they're doing amazing things to kind of even just be in that area.
0: Yeah, and, and award winning as well. So I think they've got the Water Management Award for Beer Um uh, from the Drink Business Green Awards 2019, uh, they've had another award in the last 12 months. This is the Sustainable Use of Water Award at uh, the Footprint Drink Sustainability Awards. So, getting recognition for it as as well. Um, there is also, uh, if you go and have a look on their website, there's a really, um, really useful graphic on what that that pints of water that goes into an actual uh, bottle is, because um, I'm I'm a visual learner. When you, when you look at how much um, how much of a contrast that is, um, it's quite stark. Um, so, Joe, have you got? I have. Um, I'm only drinking the lager at the moment, but I did pick up one of their IPAs. Um, oh, good! And it's a real nice. Um, and I said to you also uh, before, I really take them with the bottles here because I've got the glass bottle rather than the can. Yeah. Uh, and they've it's like a stubby, but it's a little bit bigger yeah. than, a, than a stubby. It's that it's that kind of cute, almost medicine bottle shape.
1: <laughs> well, that's um, it. and it's so medicine bottle vibes because it's brown. It's a brown bottle as well. Yeah. It's not that you know kind of green bottle. It's really fascinating.
0: Yeah, uh, but three hundred and fifty miller. So it's you know yeah. it's it's like um, well it's what well, that's more than half a pint, isn't it? Um, yeah. But uh, you know, uh, scarcely bigger than a than a can of Coke. Um, <laughs> sounds a weird thing to pick up on, but just sits nicely in your hand. It is at the time of recording. We are kind of summer has sprung. That's not the right phrase here, but it's pretty <laughs> warmer. I am. And this was a real treat to get out of the fridge this evening. I've um, got all the fan turned on behind me. Uh, it's really chill. It's just not too... It's not... And I've said this about a couple of beers we've had recently, that they're really so hoppy that they kind of knock you off your chair. I mean, I've got the lager, of course, rather than um, than an, uh, an IPA or something sort of more more full on. And this is you know, sort of comfortably under two two 2.8% because this is 2.1%. And it's just that quite easygoing, have a sip and feels like you're having a beer without, yeah, um, going sort of full tilt at it basically.
1: Well, talking of the lager, and some little stats here. So it's only 0.77 of your units, um, per can, 73 calories per can of, of it. And again, the can's a bit smaller. It's 330 mils. So they're 350. So you increase a little bit. Um, but yeah, I was looking at these. So, so small bit. I have the session pail. So they've got the lager. They've got the session pail. They've got an IPA, a steam, which I don't know what that is. So I want to find out what a Ooh. steam beer is and they've also got a dark lager as well um all, all of these are under 2.8 percent of all call themselves small beers um but this session pales is very tasty i mean i um Liz, my wife, uh, also tasted this earlier on, um, and she just give it, I wanted to get her review on this, um, and she was definitely like, "Oh yeah, you know, I can definitely get the flavor there." And this is her, this is my Liz, Liz impression. Uh, <laughs> definitely, definitely getting some flavor Uncanic. there, but she was, it's like you can just, it's like she's here in this room right now. Um <laughs> definitely getting the flavor um but she was feeling like there was something a little bit missing from it and i think that was what you were talking about before about it wasn't like the double dry hopped you know kind yeah, of like yeah. big big full flavor like this has got this is a tasty beer i'm enjoying this mm-hmm. session pale um you know I've, I've this has gone down very quickly uh and and i'm filled i don't feel guilty by that because it's only 2.5 percent um so it's not feel like you know if i have another couple i'll be feeling yeah, off or like yeah. falling off my chair but but I do also, feel
0: like this is yeah yeah and also not to sound like too <laughs> it sounds like it sounds half conceited half arrogant but it's well like we're kind of used to tasting like stuff that's maybe a little bit out of the ordinary also I mean, we we've, we've tried some really full on beers just kind of as a matter of course and we were fairly interested in them but also I, we don't do them every week but you know we get used to trying the imperial stouts as well um, I, I don't think this would be too um, much of a departure for a, for a regular lager drinker. Uh, who, who's not, not trying lots of, you know, um, really bold and, and out there beers as, as well. So, um, yeah, it certainly has its place, I'd say.
1: I think you're right. And I think that well, I was reading a bit more about them. They actually say they use twice the typical amount of ingredients per percentage point they brew. So, that was it, you know, yeah. That that was kind of counter to the point of actually they don't they're not like taking things out they're actually putting more in but they're just brewing it in a way that's lower ABV so I think this is just like atypical for a small beer that it has this slightly different taste to it but what they're doing is so great because it's still like great quality product um, and they're putting a lot of effort into it yeah. but it's just it's it's delivering the best ever small beer you possibly can get and I think that's my takeaway from these guys
0: yeah I'm finding it also more and more when I I talk to friends and stuff about uh no low beers as well and uh yeah every now and then you go and you know have some drinks with someone and someone's like oh well i'm, I'm driving so i'm having the the no alcohol or the low alcohol one and i've been saying to people <laughs> so talk, talk to friends about doing the doing podcast and they go oh so yeah i can talk to you about beer and stuff like no, no 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 i can't i can't possibly but we say this thing about <laughs> I, I keep having this this point to them they're like do you know any no generally you know good no and low uh, alcohol beers and i was kind of i've been um sort of you know, personal preference. I've been finding that the um, the no and low alcohol versions of beers that you know well yeah, haven't stood up. No. However, the, the breweries who are there saying, this is what we're going to do, produce yes. some really, really lovely stuff. And I've been saying to people, they go, you were, abs- <laughs> Not, you were absolutely right. I mean, I'm just sharing, <laughs> sharing experience. Um, and I go, well, I do a podcast, so I've got to be right. Um, but yeah. saying, yeah, no, actually, um, big drop. Uh, yes, um, always brings yeah, to L- Lucky Saint. Um, yeah. And, and all of these sorts of beers that go, yeah, no, actually, I went and got a drink that is a, you know, a planned and thought about no and low, low alcohol mm. uh, alternative, and it's been great. And, uh, you yeah, know, these guys are probably doing, following suit with that, aren't they?
1: Well, I think so, and I think I will always, you know, if I want a no no, no non-alcoholic beer you've named the two that i would always go to i go to lucky saint i go to a big drop um you know there are a few breweries like adnams who make a ghost, their go ghost ship like standard beer in, in non out version is very good uh, for that product um actually i'm quite partial to the heineken zero i think that's quite oh and also actually the um the Co- um corona zero if uh, oh, if ram was that. listening that is very good that's a very oh, good oh he does beer.
0: like that doesn't he yeah i yeah, I, I haven't i good got to say i haven't tried it
1: yet But that being said, I haven't met too many like specific, this is, these are the first guys I'm, I'm actually have to admit are the only, like they only do small beers, you know? And I think that's really fascinating in this, in this low, low ABV category. Um, and I get what they're talking about—the fact that they're trying to brew this, you know, this low, lower beer for modern lifestyles. I.e., you know, you, you know, you've got children. You know, mm. you've you've had a hard day at work, but you've got to work the next day. You know, what do you want to? You know, you want to be take off the edge. You know, or you're going to be sessioning for the whole day. You know, well then grab something that's going to you can you can do that with and not feel absolutely horrendous slash make a tit of yourself basically. You know, <laughs> so. I'm totally for it. I think this is really into, to use, uh, to use Travis's phrase, I'm, 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 to- I'm totally for it. Uh, no, I think am here for it. <laughs> I'm here for it. That's it. You love to say that. Um, I think it's great. I think they've really tapped into something here. And, and as I said before, these aren't, you know, I haven't really looked at them too, too before, but I have definitely had their beers before mm-hmm. and each one has been tasty. Um, so I think, you know, the original small beer brew is just, is fascinating. They've tapped into something here. Um, I was, I was gonna ask you though, do you think, you know, in those examples that they were saying, you know, in, in the particular one, okay, you and a colleague's right, you've had a really tough Monday, but and you feel like the, you know, you're going go to go to the, you know, you've just completed on a deal or something uh, in your world. Um, <laughs> it, it
0: is, it's just like the Wolf of Wall Street. It really it's really just is. the
1: Wolf of Wall Street on yeah. yours. And uh, and and you know, you're going to go to the pub, which is not unheard of in a weekday, and you feel like, you know, would you be reaching for one of these, or you know, if it was on tap?
0: I, so I think I would and mm. that is probably still like a fairly new thing for me. I don't think I would have done in the past. Uh, yeah. it might be being post the 3:0. Um yeah. it'd be really annoying and actually technically on a Monday I played football. So actually I <laughs> there was when I was maybe early mid 20s there were occasions where I finished work on a, on a Monday night and I did go to the pub. And have a couple yeah. of beers and then play football. I massively regretted it. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I could maybe have one of these before I went, but actually, in case anyone is really interested in my like weekly routine now, Monday <laughs> night is football, Tuesday's yoga, right? Ah, so, because I actually need to be able to out afterwards. And I come get back from yoga, I go and start cooking dinner, and I do sometimes so also from previous uh recordings. I had a little big drop left over and I was like, Do you know, I've been good uh, for the last two nights. I would just like a little treat but yeah. I don't want to be bad and have a beer so I had a big drop um, and this could fit that gap really nicely if I just have like a little, just a little tiny Just tea. a little? Just a, big, just a little? Like... You know, just not a thing.
1: Um, <laughs> and this could
0: this could do that really
1: nicely. And, and don't feel too naughty as well because it's got low carbs as well, so it's exactly. really hit it in eight, that health. Did you say
0: eighty-four calories or something
1: like that. Uh, Seventy-three for that oh, for that oh, one. Wow, well, I
0: might as well have two then.
1: <laughs> so 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 what we we kind of covered their core beers of the lagers. the um you know we we talked about session pale the dark lager and things. They also have other beers as well. They've got a, a wheat beer. You know we know how we like whip, a bit of a wheat yeah, beer. I did see a wheat which. beer.
0: Um, I think you can only buy that one. Is it in bigger bulk or something like that? Because I saw the prices was like it looks like
1: 55 quid, so it's got to be you've got to be, yeah, yeah, you're getting a 24 pack for 55 quid, which is pretty steep. I must say, it's pretty steep for 24 pack. Um, but they've got an organic IPA, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Well, you could have a 24-pack, but it would have to last you a year. And then actually most of those would go out of dates so and it wouldn't be fresh anymore. Um They've got an organic IPA and they've got a hazy IPA that I can see as well. And they do kegs. So if you want your little mini kegs, which people do love, I'm going to dive in. You do tell me a little bit on what, what you'll see on your end. I'm going to dive in about what this steam beer is because I need to find out more about steam beer.
0: Oh, I beg your pardon. I was just a little bit captivated by the hazy IPA because that's the one where I was thinking like, you know these are missing a little bit of, i don't want to say edge but that's the word that's in my heart right now so a little little bit of edge and i was thinking the hazy ipa might be the um you know the one to go for but um i this this steam beer had completely eluded me in, in, until now so um I, i'm keen to know as, as as well well did you say it's the session pail you've got
1: i've got the session pail the blue one because uh, yep. it's
0: down in the fridge but i've got i think it's the organic ipa i've got um, oh, you have to tell like us that as well. I have some of
1: it. Um, why, don't, why don't you go grab it, and I'll tell the listeners all about back. steam beers. Yeah, one sec. <clears throat> so, steam beers um, it's apparently has been around. It's, it's been around since like the mid nineteenth century to mid twentieth century um, from California and in the east. The, the James River Steam Brewery in Richmond, Virginia, created this popular beer um, and has popularized it over there. So, basically, they are um, highly effervescent. Ev- Beer made by fermenting lager yeast at warmer ale yeast fermentation temperatures. So it has two distinct but related meanings. So I think it's quite interesting. Again, it goes back to it's like a California common beer, a competition category name for the beer family, which includes steam beers such as Anchor Steam Beer. So again, it's just an interesting, they're taking an older concept or a concept of of beer that's had a, I guess, kind of a, you know, has got a history. And they're putting it into a modern modern twist. So this this five liter cake that you can buy, and you can buy them in bottles as well. Um, it does look like a very amber hue um, to its beer. So uh, apparently, it, kind of how they describe it, this is uh, original Spoor Beer Co. They're they're saying that it basically it beautifully bridges the gap between an ale and a lager. So I think that's quite fascinating. Um, you know, they're really trying to say that if you like Yales ales, you like your lagers, this might be something to try.
0: I, I do beg your pardon. It, it, is, it is indeed the, um, the session pale. So the same as you've got, but you know, for
1: purpose of uh, consistency
0: and, and thorough product testing, I better just find out.
1: Well, why don't you crack yours open, try it, and I'll do the numbers um, for where they're at. So it, it, Instagram, uh, they have 13.7K followers. Uh, and again, they're in the in the very sought after group of one percent for the planet again. Following on for that, you know, um, uh, B Corp kind of credentials as well. So really looking up the planet there. And on Twitter, they have um, one thousand six hundred fifty eight followers. So fo- definitely, you know, focus more around um, around Instagram, which makes a lot of sense.
0: It's interesting juxtaposition. I mean, we'd, we'd, I was going to refer to the time of recording and <laughs> when the um, when we. Um... Put this episode out, but it's quite interesting because we are now doing. We're about to move from the new school to the old school, aren't we? Um, so this is going to be an interesting little comparison we've got coming up because we'll be talking about Vi and Stefana in a forthcoming episode, uh, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, stay tuned. <laughs> stay What's tuned. What's this space Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. Pretty what cool. do you
1: think of the session? Pretty you cool.
0: Like oh it? It, yeah, real tasty. Um, like, and it's only like a just like a little bit of edge off from a session that i would expect to be four percent you know um and so i uh, you know so it serves its purpose really really nicely i think I've, i think i do prefer it to the lager actually i think i think like it's the um yeah that would just, that's just as simple as that basically i like it more
1: <laughs> which is interesting because usually we're finding the lower abv to no abv beers are better in lager form than they are in ales but the fact this is a session pail that's very sessionable and it has a lot of taste to it I think yeah. it's really good so this was definitely bucking the trend um, of what we're seeing in the market at the moment and I honestly think these guys have really tapped into something here um, they've been they've been around since 2017 and they're going strong and I think they're just getting more and more um, popular so look out for the small beer co so I think they're doing some great stuff and that's all we have time for this week's episode of the I'll try that podcast and so from me, Joe, Rich, Barbara, and Simo, goodbye. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, I'llTryThatPodcast.com, and watch us on YouTube. Goodbye now.